Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review, where I re- review the Joe Rogan Experience podcast for the week. Uh, basically, this podcast, for those of you that are new to it, is like the uh, news is the current events. The current events being Joe Rogan's podcast, the news being this one, where I just report on all the best and most interesting things that I found um, in each podcast through the week. Uh, gives you a little breakdown. Sometimes I have guests on and we talk about how you've been inspired maybe by the Rogan podcast over the years and kind of what things you've got out of it. Um, this week we had podcast 1197, Michael Malice. Uh, this one I kind of listened to out of order, but it was a really good one that I've been wanting to listen to. This guy is uh, like a, a journalist um, and reports on a lot of interesting things. Always has a pretty cool take on stuff and, and generally doesn't give a shit. Uh, so he's he's worth checking out for sure. He's been friends with uh, Joe Rogan for some time, uh, from what I can tell, and uh, they get on well, and, and they had a good time. It was a great conversation. Uh, Michael opens up with how much he is enjoying um, everything with Trump happening in the media. Uh, this seems to be because he really enjoys the chaos. It gives him a lot to talk about and a lot to reflect on, and he really feels like everything will be fine in the end, but he's basically saying, yeah, Trump is just being nuts. He's having press conferences that are kind of out of control, where he's jumping all over journalists, and they're having to kind of do the same thing, raising their voice and and butting into him. There was an issue with, I guess, when Trump met Kim Jong-il, and this one journalist jumps out and just kind of says, hey, what about that, that kid? What was that kid's name? Otter? I don't remember the kid that was like real young and was tortured by him and ended up dying. And, uh, you know, the point is they're just making out like Trump. Trump is, has changed the dynamic of these press conferences. So, you know, in a way the, uh, media guys have to do the same thing because they got to keep up with him. You know, they got to adjust. They got to be just as outrageous as he is. Um, Another thing that Michael talks about is is he doesn't vote, right? So for someone that's so into politics, you'd think that's kind of strange. But Joe Rogan put up a good point that Hunter S. Thompson, who was the guy that Johnny Depp played in the movie Fear and Loathing and was a Rolling Stones reporter like in the 60s and 70s, said that most effective change happens at the local level. And I think... Hunter ran for like the sheriff's position or something. And, and that's an interesting point because when you think about what really affects you, it's going to be things on a local level. So, you know, when it comes to getting into politics and people giving you pressure about, oh, you got to vote. Voting is really important. Yeah, it is. Um, but, but, you know, in some ways, maybe it's more important for it to be done at a local level instead of worrying about who the president will be. Uh, I guess you got to worry a little bit. But anyway, they, they talk a little bit about Hillary um, and, and how Bill never apologized for um, everything that happened with Monica. And in today's age, that would clearly be seen as abuse, like Me Too stuff, because, you know, she was this, almost the same age as Bill Clinton's daughter at the time. And, you know, she's like 20 years old and this is the president. So they make a good point, both Joe and Michael, saying, well, this is this clearly would be seen as abuse. But Hillary said, no, she's an adult. She made her own choices, which is awful because, let's be fair, if that happened to their kid, I'm sure they'd do something very different. 
Um, but yeah, they also uh, were supposedly stole some furniture when they left the White House and had to give that back. And uh, another thing Michael said is they took all the W's off the keyboards as a bit of a joke so that George W. couldn't put his W in his name. I don't know. It just sounded funny uh, to me. That, that was quite, quite interesting. Um, but yeah, back to the whole Monica Lewinsky issue that they discussed. Um, I mean, she was an intern for the president and there's no more powerful position than the president. What is a 20-year-old girl supposed to think you know it really you can put some responsibility on her and say well she shouldn't have chose to do it but that's that's asking a lot from a very young impressionable girl that's already really into politics and was probably you know just really swept back by this charming man who was also really seen as the most powerful man on the planet um and yeah it definitely was a me too type incident that since it was before that time nobody really brought it up in that way but that's what it was and uh michael brought up an interesting point that the fee the women's rights groups back then really did nothing about it they didn't jump all over clinton and i mean you could see it as that is because you know he's a democrat and he supports a lot of the things that they want anyway um but who knows? Who knows why that was the case? I mean, it's it's maybe it's just a more sensitive time now, and they would they'd be all over it. I mean, they mentioned also how that the Netflix CEO recently got fired for using the N word, but he used it in the context of saying, "Don't say this, don't say this word," and then said the word, and then they fired him for it. And um, it's kind of crazy. I mean, unless they were just out to get him, and this was the reason they chose, but but I don't know. I. When you use it in the context of saying, don't say it, and you're not being sarcastic, I think that's that's a bit harsh. They get fired for it. Uh, they bring up how Roseanne was fired, um, you know, for her perceived racist tweet, uh, still somewhat undetermined. And uh, yeah, now that show is basically hemorrhaging money um, because that was, you know, once you take Roseanne out of Roseanne, what is left? Um, nothing. A nameless show. Um, but, but it's kind of funny because, um, you know, she's seen as a Republican now. She pretty much is. And she was saying that it seems like a lot of what the liberal people working on the show were kind of out to get her. But that's funny because really when she sang the national anthem many years ago and she like spit at the end and it was it was uh, less than tasteful, but probably in the style of, of uh, Roseanne. It was the Republicans that were out for her, which is quite funny. Just kind of highlights the tribalism that they face, and this is what Michael, you know, reports on a lot of times. Uh, and really, Joe was saying it could have been a teachable moment. It could have really just, you know, even on the show, just made the point of like what happened and what was said, and turn it into something where everyone can kind of learn something. Um, they bring up also how people would pretend to be a certain way, like Elizabeth Warren pretended to be Native American. And it turned out she was like one one thousandth, even though she used it to get, I think, into college and some other stuff. She was also named in a book, like a powwow cookbook about native food. And remember, she's not native at all. But, you know, it's it's what people are doing to define themselves and, and lie about who they are and uh, and change it. And then at the same time, you get these groups 
people that are getting so outraged they're just basically calling everyone a Nazi. And Michael brings up an interesting point. He's like, yeah, Nazi is the new N-word. It's like as soon as anyone wants to attack you, they just call you that. They jump to like the worst thing immediately, uh, which is which is nuts. Uh, then Joe and Michael talk a little bit calmer. They talk a bit about Michael's uh, social life. He's going on this uh, uh, trip with some friends where he drinks 32 quarter shots in a drinking game. So you just... 32 shots sounds like a lot. That would be way too much. But they're quarter shots. So it only adds up to about eight. But he's doing that with some friends. Uh, he used to be a spelling bee champion back in 1984 in uh, New York. So he was like, uh, I guess, the best speller, which is fascinating. He talked a bit again about how he doesn't vote. He doesn't believe in the process that we have right now. Uh, he said the best way to do it is just organize um, who you want to align with on each topic. And, uh, and and show your you give give them your power that way. Pay attention to what they're saying and, and give them a platform. And that's a better system because the system that we live in, he feels is is a very old model, old old model that isn't effective anymore. But it's a it's a really interesting part. It's a lot of fun. It's a good podcast. Great conversation. Michael is a fascinating dude. Very intelligent. And if you want to get to know, kind of. Uh, uh, him as a character uh, join in and check it out but anyway thanks guys for joining in i uh, appreciate it we'll talk soon bye